Hervé Herivo was my very first guest on this podcast. In episode one, he talked about what companies can do in order to maintain their diversity initiatives into the future. If you haven't had a chance to listen, please go back and listen to episode one now. Today, we're talking about what it means to leave legacy and how it's important to believe in yourself when nobody else does. Let's go. Welcome to Diversity Dish, where we're dishing on everything diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice related. My name is Sadrola Maruska, and we're bridging the gap between what needs to be said and what needs to be heard. Those individual experiences that are often ignored or just simply dismissed. Sometimes I'm dining alone, sometimes I'm dining with friends, and sometimes I'm dining a la carte. No matter how I'm dining, it promises to be delicious. Let's dig in. Thank you for being here. Before we get into our episode, I'd like to send a shout out to my supporters over at Patreon. Those people who are experiencing extra training, exclusive audio, exclusive podcasts, articles, and workshops. They're the ones who are helping me continue this work and who help support this podcast. If you'd like to find out how you can become a patron, find me over at Patreon, patreon.com backslash Sidrola Maruska. Now let's get into our episode. Welcome everyone to Diversity Dish. I am your host, Sidrola Maruska, and today we are going to be served by Mr. Herve Hervo. Hey Herve, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Good, thanks. I'm good. It is good to be here with you today. Thank you for agreeing to be on my little podcast. I wouldn't have not been here. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into our conversation, though, I would like to let everyone know who exactly you are that is serving them their dish today. So I'm going to read your bio. Hervé is a serial entrepreneur that leads and lives with passion. He's been merging intuitive thinking and strategy to design profitable human-centric products within the tech industry for over 21 years. In 1997, Hervé founded a digital strategy and design agency, which he scaled and sold after almost 10 successful years. Over the years, he's had the honor of working with Fjord, Accenture Digital, Wyndham Worldwide, American Express, and Fortune 500 companies within finance and entertainment. You are the man to be speaking to today. Thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) Ooh, that's nice. (laughs) So full disclosure, Hervé is my cousin. He is my first cousin, first in a lot of ways, right? You are the first grandchild and we are first cousins. His father is my mother's brother. We have grown up close. 
there was no other person that I could start off with than him because he is a wealth of information, at which you're soon to find out. But before we get into all of that, I want to just... Hard, <laughs> no, you know it's all love, it's all love, and it's all true. It's all true. <laughs> but before we get into, you know, the meat, and potatoes of what you're going to serve us today. I want to ask you, what are you passionate about right now? Like, I know you are multi-passionate, but what are you passionate about like right now? Well, as you know, I am retired. So I am really focusing on my family. And yeah. what I mean by that is it's not just my immediate three daughters in the well situation. Right. I'm not enjoying the life of my beautiful wife, Jean, but my cousins and my friends that are family. Yeah. And so with that said, like I've looked at my career, I'm trying to look forward and trying to understand legacy. Yeah. What, what I found is Legacy is as, in, is, is as significant as building an organization. Okay. And with that, you have to have value-based systems in place. If you want legacy, which is more than property, money, wealth. Yeah. Um, but the wealth of knowledge. Yes. And the, the wealth of institutions. And yes. so that's what I'm passionate about. You know, not losing what we have beyond a generation. Yes. And we talk about that. I mean, I think that we talk about that a lot because we get together. We know that our mothers and your dad, they made it a point for us to all be so close. And that closeness we know is sustains us in ways that I don't even think that we are able to actually verbalize for people a lot of the time but when they are around us they feel that what we have and i, I think it, that we, i call it a natural resource it is a natural it, resource it, it, absolutely. it's like the minerals and the, the natural elements that come out of the earth and as yeah. a natural resource you can deplete it you if can you deplete it. it that's right in order for it to be sustainable that's right. That's absolutely right. And how do we do that? We do that by, you know, getting on Zoom calls and we do that by getting together and raising the roof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and supporting so, the least of us. And supporting the least of us and making sure that the kids, because as you said, you don't want to lose it for the next generation. So making sure that our kids actually just get immersed in that as well. I know for Vladimir, I say that we're going to go hang out in, you know, Jersey. And he's like, oh, we're going to go see family. I'm like, yeah. He's like, ah, okay. <laughs> when are we leaving? You know, <laughs> he's right. all about it. And he talks about it and, and he's very proud of it. And I'm thankful for that because that's what we've, you know, we talk about a lot. It's, it's, I think it's a collective passion that we have for each other and for legacy. So I appreciate it. And it's, it's hard in this individual fast-paced society it really this is individual fast-paced consumer yeah right want it here and now yep it's disposable tomorrow yeah society, right yes to keep something that's valuable 
And so that's the thing that keeps, I don't want to say keeps me up at night, but it keeps <laughs> me, that's the passion in me now to kind of right. connect those dots to better understand how to create a collective wealth so that it raises all boats. It raises all boats. Yeah. So what is your superpower? What would you consider to be your superpower? I mean, I think you're Superman anyway, <laughs> but what is your superpower? Um, I should have worn my the S on my shirt. <laughs> I, I think my superpower is to look into the future, is okay. to connect vision with applications of today, to help people understand how to connect the dots. I always, when I was growing up, I remember, you know, I grew up in the 70s. So I remember that it was all about Martin Luther King. And mm -hmm. I have a dream. Yeah. And I'm going to be, I'm going to try to curb my enthusiasm. But I used to say, forget I have a dream. Because a lot <laughs> of people had you having this goal or this picture but never ever gave you how to get there. Yeah, yeah, and for yeah. some of us, mm -hmm. assume as long as we had something far out in the future, we'd find our way. Mm -hmm. But not with you growing up in the hood. Not mm -hmm. with having parents that do not understand the education system. Mm -hmm. Not with systemic racism mm -hmm. where sometimes you can't trust the police. Right. These things are dark areas between you and your goal. So your yeah. goal alone, the, the pick yourselves up from your bootstraps when your strings break, right? Because <laughs> they gave right. you, I, I don't know, I don't know how to continue that analogy. <laughs> but, but my point here is what do you do? And so in my travels, I said, if I had to give some advice to my children, to my family, to my friends, to anyone. I actually wanted to help anyone in my circumstance. Mm -hmm. And ultimately right. it was, how do I make this into a video game so that someone could just continue to try different uh, ways towards that goal mm -hmm. and realize that the trip ups the falls are all ladders yeah. towards your strength. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to a friend of mine when I said I was going to be on his, and they got me to actually make a statement, which was, I think, profound, but I don't live a, a bad life today. Right. And I said to them, this life that I'm living I could see as a failure. You, yeah. I could see it as all of the things that didn't occur the way I wanted them to, yep. and I'm not where I should be. Yep. I'm in a great situation. Yep. My, my point here is to say, with every circumstance, there's a positive and a negative way of looking at it. Right. And for me, had to, there was a point in my career where I stopped listening to the recruiters saying, I didn't spend time enough at this place. I didn't spend time enough at that place. I didn't have that 
enough skill set. I didn't have this enough skill set. And I began to look at all of the qualities I did have. Right. And what, what was the positive in what I had? Yeah. And in actuality, I was damn good. Oh, you are badass. <laughs> well, I'm, the point yeah. that I'm making is I began to look at my positive qualities and say, that is good enough to get what I'm looking for. And yes. I began to move up the ladder rather quickly. It was a significant turn of events, but literally started double pay, doubling yeah. my pay, started getting good promotions, started acquiring more skills, therefore better talent in terms of the talent pool. And again, I ended up at the top management consulting firm selling to Fortune 500 companies in finance and entertainment. Right. And that's nothing to sneeze at, right? No, it's not. And retiring nope. before I was 50. Retiring before you were 50, leaving us all like, damn, her <laughs> All I'm saying is that God prepared me thing. to focus on value-based legacy. Yes. Now I have time, and I'm getting kind of emotional, but now I have time <laughs> because I didn't have time before. I didn't yep. have time to sit back and enjoy certain special events around my kids, yes. spending time as much as with family. I remember there was probably, I, I think, a good seven, eight years where I didn't see you guys. It was like I, I fell off the side of the earth or something, and I, I came back. You know? <laughs> but, but my point here is that I have that time. Now. Yeah. So I could be looking in the past at all the things I didn't accomplish and where I thought I was going to be and where I'm right. not. But I look right. at the positive side. Every interaction, every event has a positive way of looking at it and a negative. And it's up yes. to you which you want to choose. Right. To focus on. Right. And give that energy a moment. That's right. That's right. I agree with you. You are 100% correct, my friend. Well, I see it in you. I did. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. You are so sweet. <laughs> Taking life by the horns and saying, I want to go this way. Well, you know, I think that, you know, I was listening to you and as you're talking about legacy, I think to myself that, of course, when I was diagnosed, that was the, one of the first things that I thought to myself. It was, the first thing was, I have kids. What does this mean for my kids? And, and I'm talking about the, the very first moment that I found out. We didn't know anything except that I had cancer. And so my first thought was, I'm a mother. What about my kids? My kids are young. And the second thing was, what am I doing with my life? Like, is this where I want to be right now? Like, is this what I want to be doing? And is this, am I actually giving everything that I can actually give into this world right now? And the answer was no. Amen. The answer was no. And because the answer was no, I had to look within and deep and start to go, well, then what is it that I need to do? And so, as you say, you begin to look into the future. You, you look into to that legacy. I don't know if that's my superpower. I think that is your superpower. Yeah. I think my superpower is more of a, being able to connect with people 
I think that that's more of my superpower, being able to connect with people. And actually, I've learned along the way to just make decisions, not to ponder too long, not to wait too long, but to make a decision, put it on the calendar, put it on the schedule and do it. So my life looks a lot different today than it did three years ago or two years ago. It's therapeutic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. I believe it. I do, too. I do, too. I'd like for you to share something maybe that's happened to you in business that people wouldn't normally believe it did or could happen, but that did happen to you in terms of you walking your path and how you dealt with it. Because I think one of the things that I want to bring out with this podcast is the fact that things happen to us as Black people, as differently abled people, as different genders, all kinds of diversity under the diversity umbrella. Things happen to us. And when we try to tell someone that can do something about it, that this has happened, the response is, no, I don't think that's true. Or no, they didn't mean it, or whatever the case may be. And I'm trying to bring to light the fact that these things do happen, they are real, and that there can be a solution versus sweeping it under the rug and saying, no, it didn't happen, but what is it that you're going to do about it? Tell us. What is that, huh? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> let, me, let me peer behind the curtain, huh? Uh, <laughs> it's interesting because in the last question, in a split second, I considered bringing it up in that this happened when I said that I stopped looking at my shortcomings from what recruiters were saying and I started looking at my qualities and stood on firm on that foundation and things just took off Mm -hmm. Um, what happened was I was working for a retail chain and I had taken the job because it paid well Mm -hmm. and it was something it was working for their construction team for lack of a better word okay they were building out different stores and so Mm -hmm. because I was in construction in the military they saw that I could be their junior construction guy. Let's say. Okay. And mm-hmm. within a year, I was getting a promotion. Nice. Okay. Got the promotion. I was excited. I'm thinking I'm moving up. This was an international high fashion brand. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to be all right. This is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. So then you'll, you'll know hit this. I asked Janine to marry me. Yes. And this, that, it was that time. I had a friend of mine and that following week, me and some interns that summer, me, her, and the interns that summer were going out to lunch. I said something inappropriate. Okay. okay. She said, can I talk to you? In her boss's office, we go into the office, we had words, and then she began wailing, right? And so I just held her. And then her- began boss, to hit you? Yes, but- Like, like wailing on you in the office? 
and running my own business, selling user experience design. And then that became, you know, the thing that all advertising and marketing, all advertising, I went through maybe five different advertising and marketing companies and what they wanted was, how do we bring digital into our legacy? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, the rest, as they say, it's you know history. the rest of the story. <laughs> It's history. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, yeah, but I love that although it was a tough time and a quote unquote tragic time, it actually brought you where you needed to be. It actually helped you tap into your superpower. It helped you to build and to grow and to become who you are. Because it's, it's easy, I think, for people to get stuck in positions that don't mean that much to them, but they look good. And for a moment, they feel good, right? But I think that yeah. that story helps you to understand that out of bad can come good. And definitely... Those were definitely, le those were definitely lemons. <laughs> You made margarita. <laughs> <laughs> I I really did enjoy the end of it, but the beginning was oh, I'm sure be beyond the immediate, beyond the now. Of course, and of course. I think that's the key. Is you know, I took enough time to breathe and see beyond that, but it took someone who cared about me, right, to help to me be able to see past the immediate, yeah, dust that's in the air. It'll yeah. Settle. It'll settle. And then what are you going to do? And then what are you going to do? That was, that was always my question too. After you go through all of this treatment, after you go through all of this, what are you going to do? So my mind kept going, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And, and it's not about pushing. It's about listening and it's about accepting and being open. It's about flowing. Flow, right. To the flow. Oh, it's, oh, we're going over here? Okay, let's do that. Okay, that's not exactly it. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Until you get to a place and you're like, wow, wow, right? This, this, is, this is not what I expected, but this is great, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that works. I, I, call um, it, I call it for myself, I call it being able to shoot through the stars, understanding how to maneuver, and going on autopilot. And trust me. Yes that you'll get through the difficult bumps and runs. Yes, trusting, you gotta trust yourself, yep. So here's a question. If we're sitting here a year from now celebrating, okay, what do you think has happened to shift the workplace or to shift the mindset, let's say mindset of America? <laughs> I mean, we're that's kind of big, but you, Right now, we're sitting here in 2020. We have, we have protests going on. We have people being needlessly murdered in the streets. And it's a very contentious time. So let's say a year from now, we're celebrating. What has happened? What do you see has happened or has shifted in the mindset or in the landscape of America? I think one of the best examples of an ally. I don't know this person, but it was a good look. Okay. Uh, was the CEO of Reddit. 
Serena Williams' husband, Alexis Ohanian. Oh, Ohanian, yeah. And he gave up his board seat and said that he would like person of color, specifically black person of color, to move into that seat. Yes. I think that was a true ally. Yes. Action. Yes. And I would celebrate if I saw more of that. Yes. And I think that is, high five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw a lot of there are at least in my life, in my career, I saw the power of individuals. Yeah. If I benefited, it was invisible to me. But I saw the individuals that held that space. Yeah. Um, and to me, it's amazing when you see it in action. Yeah. And that's why for me, I believe in our strength mm -hmm. as Black people, people of color. Mm -hmm. But I believe just as strongly as my allies in their action. Right. Because yes. we are a human race. We are a human race, yes. And we have many peoples in us. Mm -hmm. And I do not want to disparage any of my ancestors. Mm -hmm. No matter where they came from, from the four corners of this earth. Right. And so, to me, that's who those allies are. Yeah. And them, those ancestors, trying yeah. to say we're human. Yeah. And I have friends in one of the brothers that I partnered with. They live, we met in this town. Whatever you want to say, people can go live in more homogenized communities and environments. Mm -hmm. We choose not to. Yeah. They chose to raise their kids in order to experience diversity. Diversity. In order to experience that there's nothing scary on the other side of that road. That's right. And, and yeah. this is, I'm not talking that I'm living in the hood, <laughs> but I'm also not. Because you're not. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, this is a diverse town. And yeah. people chose to live here. They yes. can live anywhere they want to. They all have yep. the dollars. Um, so for me, I believe in allyship. Yeah. And that yeah. is what I would celebrate if I began to see that a lot of the Black Lives Matter marquees that come up actually had the follow-through of giving equity, influence, and power yes. Yes. to worthy individuals, not just anyone. Okay? Of course. Right. Right. It's yep. not, of course, we see some individuals, they shouldn't be there. I know. So, I know. So, yeah. It's so true. It's so, so, so true. That's what I would celebrate. I would celebrate with you because that is, <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, it's interesting. I was having a conversation with some, not a conversation. I was doing a back and forth message on Facebook just this morning before I got on with you. And because I asked the question, I said, what is your, what is one thing that you find to be most difficult in your journey as an ally for an anti-racist? So I was asking this of a group that I'm in and someone came and she, she sent me a private message and she said, you know, she said a lot of things, but then one of the things that she said was sometimes I just feel that you, as one person, 
doing these actions, I don't know that I make a difference. And so I had to go back to her and I said, you know what? Every movement, everything that happens started with small actions. You may see something big, but it all always started with small individual actions. So never think that when you take an action that it is not helping. It is. You know, we don't, we, if you watch the clock, it's really, it's, you have to really watch a clock's hands to see it moving, right? But when you're not looking, time flies. So it's just the same thing. It's kind of like you have to understand that incrementally things are moving. Hopefully we'll be looking back 10 years and we'll go, oh, man, we made it through 2020 and they started to get better. And you see the changes of all the incremental things that are happening right now. So I, I totally uh, agree with that. And I would have added, what's the value of a breath? The value of a breath. Nothing the, without the a, next breath. Right. And the next breath. And the next one. And so then you all just of a have sudden you're breathing. living. You gotta in one yeah. life, living. Yes. Yes. And supporting and allyship. It's, it's incredible. Priceless. Yes, it is. And so I want I want anyone out there who's listening, who is an ally or who is does may not may, is just considering themselves as learning. You're learning, you're an ally if you're moving in the right direction. But I want you to understand that every action, every breath, every step taken in the direction of being anti-racist, not just not racist, but anti-racist, any step that you take in that direction, you as an individual are making a difference. And that is something that is valuable and necessary. And we're like, go, go, go. Rock, Do it. Rock. <laughs> Do it. I'm like, let's go. Let's do it. Let's go, right? If you could step into my shoes right now, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would have liked for me to have asked you? You can go ahead and answer it if you'd like. No? No. All right. No, I think you, you, you did a good breath of, um, of conversation. So All I right. appreciate the time. Well, I appreciate your, your time, but we, I'm not done with you yet. Not yet. <laughs> not quite yet. What's something you hope people remember about you in the end? Right now, give some perspective. Right now, we are looking, you know, we, we just lost Chadwick Boseman. And I don't know about you, but I've been so emotional about it. <laughs> you know, because I feel that he gave, he gave of himself. Even when he was fighting for his life, he gave so much of himself. And I think a lot of people are going to always remember that. You know, we're looking at him at the end of his life when we go, man, that guy, that was, that was a good guy. So when you think of the end of your life, what do you want, how do you want people to see that journey that you have taken? I know you. <laughs> and I already know that, you know, you're amazing and that you're, what you leave behind is amazing. But, you know, I want you to tell us. It's an interesting one because um, I kept thinking about life. When, when life is done with me, mm -hmm. I was happy. So I think, nice. I remember I asked God, God, if you just give me $1 million, I'm good. 
I can take care of the rest. <laughs> okay. He over-delivered on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I, have All the time. I have to be careful what's, what <laughs> I say because <laughs> he doesn't play. So for me, I think if, if I can be remembered, how I would like to be remembered is helping others help themselves. Helping others help themselves. If I can help them, if I can do anything to connect the dots to their truth, connect the dots to their manifestations, for them to manifest, if I could help them take every breath, every step, for them to be able to see that a bit clearer, mm -hmm. because that's what was done for me. By the grace of God, my sister and my brother had me see past being a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> you guys, my cousins, had me see past. I was zero, then became a hero in a blink of an eye. You guys made me into, when we, we started really hanging out together between 13 and 15, mm -hmm. I had just left really being a stepchild, my stepmom and everything. And that was a mm -hmm. difficult time of my life. And then mm -hmm. you guys pretty much said, you are the firstborn. You are the firstborn. You, you, you could you say boom, and we're laughing, rolling on the floor, <laughs> holding your stomach. I'm sitting there like, wow, is that me? <laughs> that was and you. So, That's still you. <laughs> so, and so it made me realize that anything that can stop you is really up in your hands. The external forces are just... You know, it's like the breeze. You can let it affect you or not affect you. So for me, if I can do that for mm -hmm. others, mm -hmm. to help them manifest their best selves, mm -hmm. then if that's the only thing that someone comes up and says that, that I was able to do for them, I'm good. You're good. All right. All right. <laughs> well, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> that works, that works, that works. Well, the last question I'm going to ask, which is the signature question that I will ask all my guests, is this. What is your favorite dish and why? Oh, it was, it was a Cambodian dish. It was made, it was a yellow curry or red mm. curry mm -hmm. made in banana leaves. And okay. when we took, when, when we went to Thailand and Cambodia, mm -hmm. I took the girls to a place where they taught you how to cook a, a, a local dish. Nice. And what I didn't know is that before doing the dish, they take you to a farm, if you will, that is a local farm that uh -huh. a family lives on. And the mother, uh -huh. the, the mother shows us around the town, I mean, shows us around the, the farm, which is her house and, you know, about 100 yards down, her son's house, and then 100 yards from that, her daughter's house, and you're getting all of the ingredients to make the dish, but what I loved about it was that the girls got to see just how simple life can be, Yeah. and when we made the dish, they said what was special about it was the fish 
because usually there's not the protein on a day-to-day dish. Okay. And and the protein usually happens at a wedding or a special event. Oh. So it really made the girls kind of see life as, you know, as, as regards to theirs, as these were happy, appreciative, kind people. And so yeah. that dish always reminds me of how living and life is relative. And yeah. uh, our difficult times could be blessed to someone else's relative situation. That's right. So that, that dish reminds me of that. And of course, it was delicious. We made it. It was delicious. We, we had a great time. And so we got a great lesson as well. Yeah, that's a, that sounds like a great memory to carry forward. The girls well, always bring it up. So it's the not, girls what? The girls always bring up that time oh because they nice. chose the trip instead of having a that's right theme. yes i remember that yeah, yeah. yeah it was nice all around go let's do this thing right amen <laughs> amen thank you yes so we will talk soon hun thank you kisses bye-bye <laughs> bye Hey, if you enjoyed that episode, subscribe, download, rate, review, and share, because it's no fun if your friends don't know what you're talking about. Next time, we'll be talking to L'Oreal Noel, and she'll be sharing with us what she believes will make workplaces more equitable. We'll see you then.